Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. We are honored to be one of the top-rated shows about attracting and sustaining healthy relationships after 40. And today... I'm going to be speaking with relationship mentor and relationship coach Valerie Green, and she's going to be talking about the top three mistakes that successful women make that repel love. We make a lot of mistakes and we don't even know it. And she's going to share this simple formula to have the relationships of your dreams now. And, uh, I, I love this topic because I think we, we unknowingly make so many mistakes that, you know, we we don't see ourselves because we, we don't have the ability to see ourselves the way other people see us. And often we're confused at the end of the date. What went wrong? I thought everything was great. I don't know why the person didn't call me back. So Valerie's going to shed some light on that. And I I love helping women see the the blocks that they don't see because I know that I had plenty of blocks when I started dating after my long marriage ended and um, before I bring Valerie on I wanted to just say that the the primary focus of my work is to help women become women of value and that means many things but primarily it means that we learn to really honor and love ourselves more and really know our worth and know how to set standards and communicate that worth to everybody in our lives. And when you start living from that place, life just becomes so much more resonant and happy and joyous. And when you when you live in a joyous place most of the time and you know how to process hard emotions, especially when things are not going well, which happens quite often, when you have those skills to deal with those stressors because you know how to value yourself and how to get back to center, you become magnetic to the right men. And actually your friendships change, your relationships with everybody changes. And that's why I created the Woman of Value Retreat. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But first I'm going to share my tip of the week because I share a tip every week about how to be a woman of value. And this week's tip is step number 11, which is do not settle. How many of you have settled for the wrong relationship because you were lonely, you didn't believe that the right partner would ever show up, you didn't believe in your own worth? There are so many reasons why we settle, and it never ends well. Um, I know because I've done it many times in my life, so I speak from experience and It's so important to do this inner work so that you don't settle, so that you feel that you really did attract in somebody who values you as you value them. And um, so I'm just going to tell you quickly about the Women of Value Retreat. It is going to be November 3rd through the 5th, and we're going to do a deep dive into self-worth and into understanding men and how to communicate with them and how to set clear boundaries and how to really understand who the man of your dreams is. It's just going to be a lot of deep work and some deep emotional work on your triggers and how to deal with them when they come up. And this week, this year, um, I am also bringing in a man panel, which is going to be super exciting. I'm going to have these awesome guys who are going to be there to answer questions on the second day 
after you've learned all these awesome skills. So look for the Women of Value um, advertisements. They're going to be, it, I'm going to be marketing it soon. It's not up yet on my website. I am currently um, putting together a reel from last year's Women of Value retreat, which was life-changing for everybody who attended. So if you're interested, shoot me an email. It's sandy at lastfirstdate.com. And um, I would love to have you come. It is an application-only process because I'm being very careful about vetting who comes. It has to be somebody who really, really values the the, the effort to um, that they, you're ready to invest in yourself. You know that it takes some work, and you're ready to see that there's work to be done. Um, like we talked at the beginning of the show today, that we can't see ourselves. We don't know the mistakes we make. So you've got to be willing to admit that you're part of the equation and um, and that's why we haven't found the love that we want and that love that we deserve. Um, so one, one last little shout-out to my Facebook group, uh, Your Last First Date. If you're not a member yet, what are you doing? <laughs> Get in that group. It is a fantastic group, and we're we're about 2,000 members now, and it's it's warm, supportive. I am in there all the time really guiding the group to stay supportive and to comment in a way that really is effective. And um, there is a way that we communicate with each other, both in the group and out of the group, that really is life-changing. So now... The moment you've been waiting for, we're going to introduce our guest today, Valerie Green. She is a relationship mentor, and she helps women inspire her man to fulfill her deepest needs and desires. She helps women and couples create a secure emotional connection, not just problem-solving or communication skills. She's been coaching for over 12 years, and she has many certifications in coaching, neurolinguistic programming, and emotional healing modalities. She has shared her free e-guide with thousands of women called Manifest Lasting Love, and you can download yours to activate the one simple secret that's going to draw a man closer and inspire his love, adoration, and devotion no matter where your relationship is now. And Valerie's going to share that link with you at the end of the show. So let's welcome Valerie. Hey, how are you doing? Hi, Sandy. Thanks for the introduction. I'm wonderful. How are you? I am great. So let's get started here. First of all, everybody's got a story about why they entered this career, which most of us didn't even know was a career when we were younger. <laughs> so how did you get into this this relationship coaching career? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, so I grew up in the late 70s, early 80s when, you know, the feminist movement was saying that men and women were the same. And so I, my parents modeled that for me, and I would treat men like I treated my girlfriends, and then I wondered why they'd eventually lose interest. And as a kid, I'd felt controlled, so I was afraid of being controlled by a man. So I picked men who were easygoing and they didn't mind me making the plans and generally managing everything. But then I'd feel overburdened and start to tell him what to do. And the more I told him what to do, the more he would feel, uh, you know, controlled himself and get pushed away. Um, and then something would break us apart and we'd fall into this painful dynamic of push-pull. So I see that with many couples that I see now. Of course, we attract people that... Um, 
you know, who are in similar situations that we've used to be. Um, so that really started me on a transformational journey on how to have a truly connected and fulfilling relationship, which took years of trial and error in my own relationships. And I started uh, my first coaching training about 13 years ago and many different emotional healing and communication tools. And I really use those in the trenches in my own relationships. And so my biggest shift happened several years ago because my partner and I at the time were caught in a painful cycle of push-pull again. And I knew I had to change what I was doing fast because he was saying that he wasn't sure that I was the one. And so I really dedicated myself to walking my talk and reigniting our love. And so that's when I really mastered how to listen to the voice in my heart rather than the voice in my head and, and speak from my heart and to stop putting my attention on him and what he wasn't doing or what he was doing and really put my attention on uh, what made me feel good and learn how to listen to my body and what gave my body pleasure and speak my desires in an inspiring way. And it really seemed like magic. Then he felt inspired to give me what I wanted. And he started planning more time together and was more interested in what gave me pleasure and then moving the relationship forward and saying that he wanted me as his life partner. And he told me I could quote him because I love this quote. He said then that you've so beyond blown away my doubts I had in the beginning about committing to you like a bulldozer over matchstick just by being who you are, obliterated them. It feels so good to be with you in every way imaginable. Mm. And so once I realized, like, oh, you know, now I know what I've done, I can create a program for other women that incorporates all of these tools, which sound very similar to what you said in the beginning about really owning our value as women and, you know, setting boundaries and standards in an inspiring way and managing our triggers so that we can communicate our feelings in an inspiring way. And, you know, really um, creating this vision and being solid in who we are that we then use to co-create our relationship with a man who inspires us as, mo- as much as we inspire him. And mm. so when I created that program, uh, I noticed that my clients had breakthroughs in their intimacy and the single clients I was working with started attracting the right partners for them. So that's why I knew I had to share this with more women. So that's basically my journey in a nutshell. Wow. That I thank you for sharing vulnerably about your own life story and it's very inspiring to hear that you walk your talk, which I always admire people who do, and and that you were able to take his doubts and transform them by listening to your heart and listening to yourself and making sure you took care of yourself first. And and, mm-hmm. and so many women just don't see this. They don't part. And I know I spent my whole life thinking I had to listen to men and wait for them to make the moves. And, and uh, you know, we really grew up in a very confusing era. And I think that yeah. the, mo- the women's love movement, like you mentioned, it, it, it brought equality to the workplace. But relationships really haven't changed in the dynamics. And I think what the biggest mistake we made was to think that we have equality everywhere. And I and, and it's not that we're inferior or superior. I think that we 
that we're not the same and we bring that masculine energy and we will talk about that in a minute to to our dating. So let, let's actually get into your mistakes because I have a feeling that we're gonna, we're going to talk about this yeah. in a minute. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what are are your top three mistakes that successful, powerful women are making that repel love? Yeah. Um, so the first one is bringing that masculine energy into dating. And so I'll talk a little bit about what I mean by masculine and feminine energy because um, it's not about gender or sexual orientation. Both men and women have both masculine and feminine energy. And uh, we, most, most of us have to be more masculine in the workplace, and that's okay. Like I'm being more masculine now when I'm communicating a concept. Um, mm-hmm. and, but the mistake I made with the men I dated in my twenties was, you know, like having it be about communicating concepts and not sharing my feelings, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so, um, so masculine energy is things like strategizing and logistics and making decisions and making plans and solving problems and providing, you know, which is what we do at work. And, Feminine energy is feeling, receiving, just being, and collaborating, not just blindly following, which I'll share about, like, how to really collaborate in a powerful feminine way. And this spiritual practice of surrender and opening our heart to what is. And Uh so it's kind of like a partner dance, you know, if the man leads and the woman follows, she's not just blindly following. If he's a good leader, then he notices how she's expressing herself and he wants to lead in a way that makes her feel good. So mm-hmm. what I see happening is that a lot of women are, um, they're, you know, they want to be with a man who's ambitious and who's a good leader and who wants to make the plans. And, but she's showing up as, you know, voicing what she wants in a masculine way and, wanting to make the, it's not, it's not about who makes the first move because you can make the first move in a feminine way. Uh, uh-huh. But we don't know the difference between how the feminine moves and acts and how the masculine moves and acts. And, you know, we're just taught to know what we want and go after it in a masculine way. That's just what we're taught in school, you know, and in the workplace. And so I'll explain a little bit about why it's important to men because most masculine men they're not necessarily used to feeling their feelings and, you know, they don't really have anyone at work usually that they can open up with about their feelings. And most guys in the hangout, they don't talk about their feelings. And so a masculine man is really going to want a feminine energy woman to be the sensual and feeling and intuitive partner. And when he's on a date and he feels you really noticing how your body's feeling and what's giving you pleasure in the moment and, you know, communicating with him with your body language that you're feeling good and what's feeling good and talking about what's feeling good, um, you know, in your life and what's feeling good in the moment with him or if you're just flirting with a man, if you're um, the way that you can initiate in a feminine way is by, you know, it doesn't have to be passive, just making eye contact and being open so he can approach you, although that's one way, but that's the way we're taught. But you can go up to a man and approach him in a feminine way, but it has, a, like, the feminine way to approach a man is to just stand next to him and, like, compliment him, let's say, on something he's wearing, 
not his body. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But, you know, like just being in your pleasure next to him, but you're not trying to move anything forward, right? Because the masculine man is going to want to be the one who starts a conversation, who asks for your number, who asks to make the plans, but that doesn't mean that you can't approach him. It's just whether or not you're really um, receiving and feeling and al- allowing and intuiting. So does, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It makes perfect sense. And I think there's a lot of confusion about that first move. And I also advocate for women making the first feminine move. Um, I mm-hmm. in fact, just posted a video in my Facebook group with me leading. I, I did a video to teach my mother how to navigate through J-Date when I, I posted her profile up on there. And she's 85 years old. And <laughs> this was a big mystery Aww. to her. And I was trying to teach her how to message a man. And I, and I said, you know, you should message men first, and here's how. You know, don't ask him out, but, you know, compliment him on something, share a little bit about yourself, ask him a question. But it's, it's yeah. that the soft, you know, it's, and I, I see a lot of women not only will message a man first and say, hey, you want to meet for drinks on Tuesday? Here's my number. Um, that's much more masculine. And also this need to know where are we going. That's part of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> i got to take control right, right, here. Exactly. Where are we going? We've been dating three times. Where is this going? I need to know now. Yeah. And, and this whole problem-solving thing, this, this, you know, I'm great at strategizing. So many women want to write that in their profile, and they do without the guidance of a, of a dating coach. But it, it's, I have seen this so often because most of my clients are this demographic, and and they say, no, I want you to put that in. I, this is like a really big trait of mine. I'm great at planning things. I'm I'm great at strategic planning. And I'm like, that's great, but don't lead with it. You know. So I think right. what, what right. women don't understand here is it's not suppressing who you are. It's just not leading with those traits in the dating world, right? In the dating world, exactly. Because once you're in a committed relationship, you can negotiate if you really mm-hmm. like making the plans and, and he wants to share that responsibility with you or, like, he wants you to make the plans, great. But that's mm-hmm. when he's already opened his heart and decided that you're the woman that he wants to be with. Then you can negotiate who does what. But in the beginning, and I love the work of Dr. Pat Allen, who is, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the forefront of this, because she's really non-judgmental about do you want to be the masculine partner or do you want to be the feminine partner? Because there's, Right. There's really no Choose. right or wrong way with each. And I love the way that she breaks down the questions, which I always use with my clients, is like, is it more important to you to have your feelings cherished and mm-hmm. to surrender to romance and have your man, you know, whisk you off on romantic dates and to feel loved and cherished and adored? Is that more important to you or is it more important to you that you want to be the one who chooses the direction who really is the one that manages things and is respected for your thoughts and respected for your mm-hmm. decisions and that you want to cherish your man's feelings and intuition because yeah. there's really no right or wrong. There's so, some women that really that's what they want to lead with and uh, then they need to be with a man who's more feminine, which doesn't mean effeminate. There's some really feminine mm-hmm. men who are very masculine in the bedroom, but they really are, you know, maybe they're artists or musicians or, you know, some other feminine uh, profession, and that's how they shine. And they need a, a strong masculine woman to ground them, but they make great partners. So we can really ask ourselves, 
which relationship really feels like that's a match for me. And in order to maintain passion over time, you need to lead with either your masculine or your feminine because you'll attract the opposite kind of guy and that'll be what turns him on in the beginning. But then, of course, once you're together, you can negotiate. But there is one, I've found that usually there's one that's in our deep in our core. Like I have a lot of masculine traits and you know, the, my partner is very good. He's one of the only men I've met who's like very masculine, but he's very good with, I can ask him how he's feeling and he's like, he, he meditates and he's done a lot of therapy. So he's very good with sharing his feelings and Mm -hmm. he's got a lot of feminine in him and we complement each other very well in that way. But um, in my core, I want him to be the one who strategizes and I want him to be the one who makes the plans. And I want to mm. surrender to, you know, being taken by him. And so we make sure that we maintain that polarity because that's what makes us both feel passion. Yeah, I'm so glad you said the polarity piece because that's, I think, and Pat Allen says this also about the fact that most most women who are strong and successful are are looking for they want to show up as strong and successful and they want the man to show up as strong and successful and they want to show up at the masculine energy and have the man be the masculine energy and it it cancels itself out and I think she yeah. goes as far as to say it's like narcissistic to say you, you, you're mm-hmm. everything. It's like I, I'm good, I'm independent, I'm, I'm masculine and feminine and I can be both and I can and I want both and Right, there's something in there about it, it's it's extremely it's like you're you're actually repelling love because you can't be both. Yeah, and you can be both at different times. Like you could be in your masculine at work. Um, it's just that when you find the man who can really hold you and hold your masculine, then it's really about you know letting go of some of those um, qualities sometimes in the relationship and you know, really making sure that you're respecting his thoughts and you're respecting his direction. And uh-huh. that doesn't mean that you can't change the direction. So that's what I teach women is how to really share their feelings in a way that inspires them to change the direction. You know, so it's not like, uh-huh. like you know, I mean, you know, we'll pick a very easy example of like choosing a restaurant on a date. You know, if he's like, we're going to this restaurant, you don't have to just blindly say yes if you don't want to. I mean, he doesn't want you right. to go somewhere that you don't want if you're really valuing yourself, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you can say, you know what, like, um, that doesn't feel good to me or I don't like that kind of food. So you're sharing, you know, what you don't want and your feelings. And I want mm-hmm. to go somewhere that has a nicer atmosphere or I want to go somewhere that has this type of food. Like, I want Italian food. You know, can you choose another restaurant that has that, these criteria? Like, give him your criteria, but then allow mm-hmm. him to make a decision if that's what he wants. So that's you know, a very simple example, but obviously it goes a lot deeper when you get to things like um, when you move in together, managing household chores or uh, finances, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's the same idea where if he wants to choose the direction, you're still sharing your feelings and desires. And uh, and that kind of leads us into mistake number two. (laughs) Okay. I just want to say that I have a client who's just now getting ready to move in with, with her boyfriend and and because of the work we did together, she's negotiating with listening to his needs, expressing her needs, 
trying to make the space because she's moving into his place. So making sure that mm-hmm. she doesn't come in like a bulldozer going, get rid of all your stuff. <laughs> let's, let's yeah. just, you have too much clutter. You know, it's really important to have it be collaborative, which is a word you used before. I guess we'll talk more about it. So let's get, let's get to point two. Yeah, and so mistake number two is just not understanding the differences not just with the masculine and feminine, but the differences between most men and most women and, and what most men need and, and uh, how it's kind of, I mean, we all have the same needs, right? We're all people. Um, but I find that men tend to have some inherent differences that we need to respect. And so take a living space, for example. Um, men will, they're usually not good multitaskers, usually. And, you know, some women are either, but we generally have a smaller corpus callosum, which is the part of um, the brain that separates the right and left hemispheres. And so there's more communication between the two sides. And so we can generally notice things around the house that he might not notice and wonder why he doesn't notice them and criticize him for them when really he's just not, it's literally like, he might want you to point it out in a nice way and instead of like a like how could you not notice that because his brain is just wired differently um Uh and another way that most men and women are different is how they relate to their feelings and so that's a, a big mistake that i see women making is um that we think that men relate to their feelings the same way that women do and so then we ask him, how are you feeling? Or, or if you get into an argument, um, he actually, usually men need more time to process their feelings before they talk about them than women do, just because their brains are more compartmentalized. So they don't necessarily know what they're feeling in the moment. And if you ask him, he feels put on the spot. And then he feels stupid that he doesn't know. And so then he kind of acts like you're telling him he's stupid when all you did was ask him how he's feeling. Um, So Uh that's why it's important um, to know the differences between most men and and most women and to share your feelings and to ask him what he thinks. Uh And that's a very simple example, but that's what I talk about in my e-guide that I will go into at the end of the interview. So it just flowed into that question so quickly, but... The ego really helps to harmonize those differences because um, I have a five-step formula that I call the manifest lasting love conversation. And it's how to share our feelings and ask him what he thinks. And, of course, there's three other steps involved that really harmonize the differences between men and women to really give men what they need in order to feel safe hearing your feelings. Um, like I like um, the quote from um, Patricia Love in her book, uh, How to Improve Your Marriage Without Talking About It. I don't know if you've read that one. Uh-uh. Um, but she says, men's feelings are like women's sexuality. You can't be too direct too quickly. Hmm. Interesting. And can't of course, be... you know, it's, too direct, you can't be too, too direct too quickly, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. so you can't just, like, barge into a conversation and start sharing your feelings because men usually feel yeah. blindsided, like, what's going on? I don't have any context. How does she want me to relate to this? Does she uh-huh. want me to solve her problem? You know, does he, she want me to just listen to her? Like, what's wrong? Right, <laughs> and we have to be specific so really about what, to, like, what we want. Um, 
what right. we want from men. And a lot of women get really annoyed when a man starts to try to fix. But that is a that's another trait that men are really hardwired to do is to fix and to problem solve. So when you understand that and you say, here's here's what I want you to do. I just want to be heard. I just want to vent. Um, I'm not really looking for feedback yet. Um, then he knows what to do. You know, and women are not so good always at really expressing what they need from a man. Um, so let's let's get to mistake number three before we run out of time here. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. And and um, so mistake number three is making assumptions about what kind of a relationship a man wants to be in if you're dating, and also kind of like what you were saying earlier about asking where is it going too quickly, like kind of assuming that. He's Uh wanting the same thing that you want instead of really being able to ask deeper questions in the beginning that are more coming from a feminine place um, and not making assumptions, but like asking him, you know, so where do you see your life in five years? Like what's your life really about? Or, um, you know, if you're wondering where the relationship is going, (laughs) that's a masculine question. But if you just ask him like, so, um, do you believe that a romantic love affair can last forever? Mm-hmm. So then you're just asking him about your beliefs, his beliefs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's like men like talking about hit their beliefs and you're, that's not mm-hmm. coming off as masculine because you're just inquiring, but he'll tell you a lot in the beginning about what yeah. kind of relationship he's looking for when you ask him that kind of question because um, mm. he doesn't have that much invested yet, so why wouldn't he just be honest about it you know, on a first or second date? Like, no, I don't really believe that. And then, of course, you know, you know that he's not looking for something committed. And then it makes sense to not assume that. So yeah, I, assumptions I find, are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, um, you know, it's so easy. Like, we, we make assumptions because we don't know how to ask the right questions. And mm-hmm. so that's what I help women do is I help them to ask curious questions that get him to open up about his beliefs and his desires in a more feminine way. So he doesn't feel put on mm-hmm. the defensive because when we ask, where is this going, then he feels put on the defensive, um, you know, because he just, he, if he's not feeling it, then what is he going to say? Mm-hmm. Well, I love that you're giving solutions to each of these problems, um, each of these mistakes, because you're, you're giving actionable tips that really women can use right now to start turning things around. And to me, that's one of the most important things, not to just talk about these things as, as concepts, but really, here's what you can do to make a difference in your love life. Um, so what's one last thought that you want to share with our listeners about how to really transform their relationships to a deeper love and intimacy. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, Well, I love what you said in the beginning, which is the same concept that I want to leave women with, which is that when you really learn how to value yourself and that if you want to be the more feminine partner, that does mean really honoring and valuing your feelings and expressing your feelings in a way that is into me see, you know, really letting him be moved and inspired by the depth of your feelings and desires and, and dream big. And when you really, a lot of women are scared of 
you know, telling a man in the beginning what she wants for her life and even what she wants in a relationship, like dream big and express your feelings and desires in an inspiring way. And then the right man is going to find that magnetizing. So that's Mm. the, that's the idea that I want to leave people with. And then my e-guide, which is manifest lasting love shares that five-step process with how to really share your feelings in a way that harmonizes the differences between men and women and allows him to be inspired by the depth of your feelings and desires. And so the link to that is at coachvaleriegreen.com forward slash e-guide. And um, I think you have the link to that in the blog. Right? I do, and I'm going to share in the, it in the, in the show radio. notes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be sharing, yeah, so people will be able to see it on my blog. And, um, yeah, and it's up on the actually in the radio show notes right on Blog Talk Radio as well. So, um, yeah, anything else you want to just talk about before we go, things that you're going to appear in, things that are going on in your life that you want to talk about real quick? Yeah, I mean, if people are listening to this uh, during September of 2017, then I am actually hosting another free online training, kind of like a telesummit, but um, just like this, I'm, I interviewed 10 experts, and I'm calling it Soul Shaking Love. And the idea is that we need to have a mind-body-spirit connection with ourselves in order to inspire love in a man. And so I interviewed 10 experts that give really practical tools, which is why it's actually an online training, on how to have, a, a, you know, really bliss and pleasure in your thoughts and pleasure in your body and a really spiritual connection with your higher self. And I even interviewed um, a emotional eating coach and a money coach so that we can mm. really have our lives feel like soul-shaking love with ourselves because that's when you're really in alignment to either attract the right partner or to find the relationship that's a match for you. And so the link for that, and it's totally free, is coachvaleriegreen.com forward slash training, T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G. And that'll be up through probably even through October of 2017. So if you're listening to this before then, then you can sign up and get all of those free interviews and classes. Awesome. Um, soul-shaking love, that sounds really juicy. <laughs> and I love that you're looking at it holistically in the same way that I, I like to look at everything because it's not just one thing. It's it's our whole lives. So how your relationship is with money, with your body, with, with everything matters. Um, well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Valerie. Thank you so much for the beautiful work you do and for sharing your wisdom with us here today. Wonderful. And thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. Oh, you're welcome. Um, so thanks all for listening today, and I hope you all go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. <laughs>